0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Michelle Smallman has started a vacation, so the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber is sitting in for Michelle as we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and our friend and another former Randy Carricker intern, Greg Amzinger, joins us. <laughs> um, you've got an I amazing experience. coaching tree. I just, uh, you really do. I, I want I want my uh, my buddies to do well. Greg Amzinger uh, missed yesterday because he had an 8 o'clock Eastern time tea time. How did you hit him yesterday?
1: You know, I wish I would have uh, uh, actually just stayed home and did your show. I was... Would- <laughs> Terrible. I was so bad. You know, I made a huge mistake. I went to the range. Don't ever do that. No, I well, ever yeah. go to the I, – I swear to you, I hit the ball so well at the range. I was like, I'm shooting at 65. I, I'm Justin Thomas good. And then I went out there and just couldn't figure it out. It was a mess.
2: Yeah, never – there is no point to stretching and loosening your muscles up. That gives you more room for error. Yeah, well, yeah it's a false sense of confidence. Uh, the way I look
1: at golf is I should be afraid. I should be afraid if I feel like I'm really good. I'm really terrible in that sport. It's the exact opposite in television. I think I walk on water on TV, and that helps me. I don't want humility on TV. But in golf, you need to be afraid.
2: Okay, wait time. a minute. So when you say you did okay, what would you shoot? And, and I, well, you're allowed to ask this. This is not like yeah. asking a woman how much she weighs. This is very different. I, I shot a 95.
1: I shot a 95, and I'm going to tell you, the guys I played with maybe offered me 5 gimmies, and I took all of them.
0: <laughs> well, and, okay, we're with you. There, there are those that would be really happy with a 95, some present company included. But the way things yeah. have been going for you, a 95 is just not acceptable. All right. Spe- no. <laughs> speaking of being afraid, and we've been down on this team a little bit, but should baseball be afraid of the New York Yankees right now? Yes,
1: absolutely. And They've won eight straight games. They figured it out. Garrett Cole went back to spinning the baseball. He's throwing breaking balls more in that last start than he did all season for the Yankees because he was in love with 101 miles an hour. If you do 101, of course you're going to throw it all the time. He went down with his four-seam fastball. He went up with his breaking ball usage. He's the number one again. And the bats have come alive. Gardner's hitting home runs. Luke Voigt might be the best player in the American League right now, 20 home runs. He's doing crazy things with a long ball in less than 50 games. This team may have figured it out. Davey Garcia, don't overlook that. This kid is their number three starter. In a postseason series, you're going to have Cole Tanaka and Davey Garcia. The bullpen's getting healthy. The Yankees may have hit the button at the right time, and that could be a bad sign for the Tampa Bay Rays, the team I thought would represent the American League in the World Series.
2: Okay, so take it one step further, then, when you talk about fearing something. And then how much should some of these good teams, like the Yankees you just mentioned, fear the playoff format?
1: Oh, of course. I mean, a three-game set, are you kidding? That's why you have teams on the other side. If you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, this is the game I keep playing. Who are you rooting against who do you not want to make the postseason? I'll give you a team, the Philadelphia Phillies. You're rooting against them, though. You're saying, why? Jake is out. He might not be back until October. I'll tell you why. Aaron Nola, while he didn't look like a Cy Young winner yesterday, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, you just have to win two games. You could be, the, 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 the Dodgers could be done in two games, right? That's how scary it is. If you match up with the wrong team, that's an eight seed. So this postseason format is wild. And then once we get, I'm sure you guys have talked about it, to the LDS and the LCS, no off days. Now you're looking at the teams who have starting pitching depth. And if I'm, if I'm a front office executive of the Tampa Bay Rays, I'm going, wait a minute. I wish I would have known about this before the trade deadline. <laughs> Because maybe maybe I'd go get Lance Lynn. Maybe I'd go get a starting pitcher that some people thought we should, didn't need. Maybe Kyle Gibson looked great in his last start for the Rangers. But those guys stayed because everyone thought, well, if you're top-heavy in a rotation, that's all you need. Just ask the Washington Nationals. Just ask the Red Sox before that. If you have three great starting pitchers, you're going to win a postseason series. But not anymore. You need depth. That's why the San Diego Padres are acquiring Clevenger, adding to their already stock of great starting pitchers that they have. I'm telling you, the format coming out the way it did changed the way I look at these teams based on starting pitching.
0: Greg, you uh, obviously look at the Cardinals with uh, a keen eye and a critical eye. What are you seeing from the Cardinals right now? They're the opposite of the New York Yankees.
1: I mean, the bad news with Dakota Hudson, elbow discomfort, who knows what happens there. You gotta beat the Pittsburgh Pirates. You gotta beat the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Cincinnati Reds, red hot. They've won five in a row. Now they're ahead of the Cardinals in the standings. They took care of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I was on the air at MLB Network going, these are must win games for these NL Central teams that are trying to claw their way to that second spot in the division. You cannot lose to the worst team in baseball. And when Gregory Polanco, who's the National League version of Gary Sanchez in terms of the most lost player in the sport, gets two hits and a big homer, that's a bad sign for the Redbirds. When they got two hits combined, they need to turn things around. They've lost 7-10. to 10. They have to figure it out immediately. Stop the bleeding. Paul Goldschmidt's going to have to rev it up. He's going to have to get in one of those modes where he is just carrying a team by himself. They need one of those performances because it's not looking good. The Cincinnati Reds, in terms of talent on a roster, if you put them side-by-side, side, you, you got to like their chances now ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals. I hate saying that, but they went all in in the offseason. They actually continue to make moves during the trade deadline. They are a dangerous team, and it's going to be hard for them to simmer down. As I say that, all the Cardinals need to do is get in. With their top three starting pitchers, I mean, Flaherty's got to be great. We have to assume he's got to be great if they get in. With Wainwright and Kim, anything can happen. The Cardinals could be dangerous overnight. The problem is we're running out of time, and they have to run down the Reds.
0: And, and Greg, I mentioned this earlier to Curbs. The Cardinals have played 17 games in 13 days. They have another doubleheader today. They look exhausted to me.
1: Absolutely. I, I completely agree. What they're doing uh, is is mind-boggling. Part of what happened the other day with the Brewers, to me, was, was, was Mike Schilt just trying to wake the troops up, man. With Yadier Molina and the Ryan Braun hitting Molina in the wrist, I think he tried to hit, hit some sort of emotional button. Like, guys, we got to go. Let's fight this thing out. You know, and sometimes that works. It didn't look like it worked last night. They're going to have to get somebody hot. The lineup is incredibly boring. It is a boring team offensively to watch. They have to do something differently. Moving Wong down in the order, I like to just try to mix it up, but the, the lineup is predictable. The outcome looks predictable. And When you're expecting, no offense, because I think Brad Miller's had a very good season for the Cardinals, but when you're depending on him like he's the newest version of Matt Holiday, that's a problem. The Cardinals don't have a lot of depth. They never replaced Marcelo Zuna. They thought they had it in O'Neill, and it's not working. So the Cardinals need something to get. Someone has to get hot down the stretch for this team to claw their way in.
2: Well, and that leads to something Randy and I are going to talk about here in a little bit when we look at teams and roster management. But, you know, you're relying, as you mentioned, on a guy like Brad Miller, who, you know, he works hard, but he's 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 just okay defensively. He's streaky as a hitter. And frankly, that is the M.O. of far too many players on a daily basis in the Cardinals roster.
1: Yeah. No, it's a great point. And when they were in the, you know, sitting in the off season, I think this was a year where John Mozalek like said, I want to give the young guys a shot. I think we can win because one of these young guys are going to hit. Bader didn't, it hasn't worked. O'Neal. It hasn't worked. Thomas. It hasn't worked. Pavel, I don't care who they put in. No one looks like uh, they're generating that young player excitement. that The Cardinals have enjoyed in years past. There's always that one young position player that clicks. Hasn't happened. Last year was Tommy Edmond. He's been okay for the Cardinals, but there hasn't been that player that became the breakout. Whoa, where did Matt Carpenter come from? Who is this player from TCU? That hasn't happened this year for the St. Louis Cardinals. So uh, they're going to have to rely on their steady Eddie guys. Goldie and Yachty, they're going to have to figure it out. And one of those two guys is going to have to get red hot because the Cardinals are fading at the wrong time. That's a
2: disappointment. So, Greg, kind of big picture. Well, one of the interesting questions to me is, why have we seen a run here where some of these younger players have come up and either A, not been able to force the manager to keep them in, or B, the Cardinals being able to progress guys enough while they are at the big league level to continue that development?
1: That's a great point. Look, man, uh, young players can have all the hitting coaches in the world, but the guys that leave the biggest impression – are the great seasoned veterans? Ask Yadier Molina, who impacted him offensively more than anybody. It was Albert Pools, his dear friend. You know, being in the cage with Albert Pools—that's a big deal. Now, Paul Goldschmidt is a terrific player, a very unique approach at the plate. He's not just an average ho hum hitter. He goes about it in a different way. I would put him in a category with J.D. Martinez. If you talk hitting with J.D. Martinez, you're going to go, whoa, I don't think I'm smart enough to take this doctorate class. How did I get into this class? (laughs) Paul Goldschmidt is kind of that next level in terms of intellect with the skill of hitting. When you have plenty of great players, think of what the Cardinals used to have. I mean, Pujols, Roland, Edmonds, Berkman, Beltran. There were always veteran guys that had figured it out and made a ton of money in the game. You look up and down this roster, yeah, you have Paul Goldschmidt, but it's hard to find that that, uh, uh, – Surplus of voices that have figured it out for the Redbirds, to where these young guys, when they get to the big leagues, can kind of be a puppy and just follow along and learn and learn from the crowd. I brought up JD Martinez; his career was impacted by hitting in the cage with Miguel Cabrera, so that really does help with the evolution. Of a franchise. And at the moment, the Cardinals don't have a surplus of veteran voices in a batting cage that's taking all of these young players who impressed us in the minor leagues and helping them evolve into the next level. Even though
0: you shot a 95,
1: are you coming back today? Uh, No, i got to go into work. They're making me work. They're making me work. I have to to do a – you know, we all have these sales obligations. I'm going to take you behind the curtain a little bit. I'm doing a MasterCard Online thing about the Yankees and Red Sox rivalry with Andy Pettit and Jason Baratek. Oh, nice! That's going to be kind of cool. I'm doing that today around eleven thirty noon, and then I'm doing a couple shows today with Harold. But don't worry, here in New Jersey, sixty five clear skies and sunny Saturday and Sunday. Oh, if I I'm shooting a one hundred three. I if I can't blame the weather, Randy. If I can't blame wind. Or the the weather, I'm definitely not breaking a hundred. So that'll be that. That's going to happen this weekend.
2: Hey, here's a quick here's a quick little nugget for you on Jason Veritek. So when, when he got done retiring, you could bring this up to him. He became a, kind of a big fan of going to minor league hockey games in Gwinnett, watching the Gwinnett Gladiators. So you can really, yeah, you talk, you talk a little pucks with him.
1: That's interesting. You know, he comes off as a guy that would be a goalie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, very, very much could be. But yeah, yep, that's a true story there. I think. Good. Good intel. I'll use that today.
0: Great to hear your voice. Have a great weekend. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care, buddy. See you. Talk to you next week. That is the great Greg Amzinger with us on 101 ESPN. Next up, we're going to head back to the Brown and Crouppen, or we're going to head back actually to the uh, text line, 65780. We've got Take It or Leave It coming your way on 101 ESPN.